season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. the jkr podcast my name is jay shrigling and i'm the host today is going to be episode number two of two this weekend as we have two former western kentucky pitchers on the show today had some great content yesterday with university of kentucky baseball transfer mason vineyard has some great content today with incoming iu baseball transfer freshman last year at wku Um, we got cooper hillman on the show had a great freshman year last year at wku decided to transfer to iu to play next spring spring of 2023 um, so today we discuss his advisor selection process. We talk about the transfer portal and all what goes down when you're actually transferring from one school to another. Talk about Tread Athletics, where he trains in the offseason, and much more. Um, so let's dig into the episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, man, I think we got disconnected. Uh yeah, sorry about that. No, you're good. Um, but before we get started, do you have any questions for me? No, no, I'm all good. All right, you ready to head to IU? Yes, sir. Yes, it's a sir. great, it's a great place. If you, yeah, are you are you 21 yet? No, I'm uh 19. You're gonna be 20. 19. Okay. If I mean, I I work at a bar down there. We could probably get you in pretty easily. Um, we get a lot of the athletes down there. I'm well, I'm I'm not 21 either, but uh, I work okay. at a bar down there. And me and one of the football players were the door guys, so we kind of we let a lot of the athletes in. Okay, gotcha. But, um, no, just a quick run through. So I'll just start off be like, hey, welcome to the JKR podcast. Um, have you listened to any, like, did you give any a listen, just kind of getting a feel for it or no? I listened to one from like a week ago. Okay. Um, so I'll just, with you, I'll just, uh, be like, hey, welcome to the JKR podcast. Uh, one question I always like to ask everybody is, um, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Then after that, we'll just dig into the recruiting process, your freshman year at WKU, um, what the whole transfer process was like, so what it, what it was like actually entering your name into the portal, what that process is like. Um, and then we'll talk about Tread Athletics a little bit. I know Mason said both you guys are a part of that Tread yes. Athletics program. So yes. talk about that a little bit. Um, dig into like your personal scouting report, so uh, some of your pitches, what you think your best pitch is, some things you want to work on. Um, just stuff like that. And then do you have an advisor at all right now? Um, my main guy is Ryan Fauci with Dynamic Sports. Okay. Yeah, because I'm trying to be my I'm trying to be an agent once I once I graduate from IU. So I whenever I get players on, I like to get like the player side of things and just ask a couple questions on how their advisor reached out, what it was that set that advisor apart to actually choosing them. Um so if you're okay with talking about that, we can dig into that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I haven't totally like I haven't signed with him or anything, but he is the guy that I probably will. Okay, that's... and his name's Ryan Fauci. Yeah, F U C C I. Okay, I think I think I've seen that guy before. Yeah, I like to whenever whenever players tell me their advisors' names, I go look them up on LinkedIn, Twitter, and stuff like that. Give them a follow. But yeah. Um, besides that, I mean, it should be a pretty easy process. I mean, it should be a pretty easy interview for you. I mean, it's always just it's just talking about your career. So wouldn't be too bad. Um, like okay. I said, I'll, I'll just get started and we'll go from there. Sounds good.
And welcome back to the JKR podcast. Today we have former Western Kentucky pitcher. We got recent transfer to Indiana University, Cooper Hellman on the show. Cooper, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Doing all right, man. So uh, one question I always like to ask everybody as soon as I get on the podcast is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? I'm just a guy who who loves baseball. Uh, from Kentucky, uh, grew up. I grew up in the same spot uh, my whole life, and just playing baseball since I was five. All right. So you said you're at the beach right now. Yes, sir. So what what part of what what uh, state you in? What part of the beach are you at? I'm in Florida. Uh, I'm in Miramar Beach in Destin. Okay, so you're just taking a little break from training right now, spending some time with the family. Still getting some training in. I go to the. I'm still at a gym in here, uh, and just still throwing at some tiny little league field. But. Okay. So how long is it until you're supposed to head to Bloomington? Has the, has the coaching staff really told you anything about that? The details. Uh, my move-in day for my apartment is the August 14th. Um, probably gonna just head down there a little bit early. Uh, I'm going to tread all July, so. Won't be able to do that. Like, won't be able to get any of the early stuff in, but still be able to get down there in August, early August, and get a little bit of work in. Yeah. So, Tread, is that in Kentucky, or where exactly is that located? That's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. So, are you're spending most of your summer in Charlotte then? Yes. Okay. So, what, are you you have roommates down there? Are you roommates with Mason? Or um, you... I got an Airbnb with four other guys um, from other colleges. Okay. And we just go down there and we uh we'll hang out after after we're done and all that stuff. Okay. So with you going to IU now, like what what's your planning on what are you planning on majoring in? I'm gonna be uh sports marketing and management. Okay. Um, well let me tell you, with with me being a sports marketing management major, it's gonna be super easy classes. So um you'll definitely you'll definitely get a lot of time to get some training in. Just just give you a little heads up there. Awesome. But, um, let's let's dig into your recruiting process a little bit. Coming out of high school, going to WKU. So, what was that recruiting process like? When did it start for you? And when did you start getting noticed by some teams? Um, it really started uh, sophomore year. Um, I hit eighty seven in a showcase, and that's just when. That's really when it was just teams like I just would talk to them. Um, no real offers or anything yet. Um, and then I would continue going in. I talked to Indiana for a while, uh, that like that sophomore year. Um, but then I only had one offer coming out of college. I mean, coming out of high school, um, and it was Western. Um, I got there. I loved it when I visited. Loved the coaches and all that. Uh, I knew it was the spot I wanted to go, so I committed. Yeah, uh, I committed early, early junior year. Okay. So when you were having those initial conversations with teams, so you said you talked to Indiana for a little bit, obviously Western Kentucky. What were some of those conversations like when you just started talking to some teams? Um, honestly, it was just like meeting meeting coaches, really, just talking about who I am as a player and what their program is. Um, and then from there, it really was just like I'd call them after games, talk about the game. Um, I mean, that would really be the whole – whole phone call for like four months yeah and it was just the same thing over and over yeah so you said you when you went on your visit you really enjoyed it there so what was that visit like at wku like what was the what were they showing you what were some things you liked disliked and with your one year at wku like what things kind of showed out to be true from the visit 
Um, when I got there um, on the visit, it was homecoming. It was the homecoming football game. Um, campus was packed. Um, just everyone was out. It was a really nice day. Coaches seemed, uh, Coaches were super nice. Um, and I liked the players that I was getting hosted by. Uh, it was just like a, it was a really fun time. Um, the football game was good. And just being around, it was a packed game as it was homecoming. So, I mean, it was just a really fun atmosphere, um, which just kind of stuck out a little bit. Um, yeah. And, I mean, that's why I committed. It just felt like a really good spot right from yeah. the start. And it felt like a spot I could go in and compete for a spot. Um, so, I mean, it really just made sense to me just to commit. I committed like four days later, I think. Okay. So, you get the, you get the WKU your freshman year. And obviously, you played a lot as a freshman. You pitched what was it like twenty some innings, or is it even more than that? Um, so you got a lot. You got a good amount of playing time as a freshman. So when you were going through that fall and you were like, I don't know, competing for a spot, when did you start to notice that you might be able to be a part of this year's team and be a big part of it? My uh, my control was a lot better in the fall than it was late in the spring. Um, that was just the one thing that got away from me in the spring, but. When we were playing, um, we were playing Evansville in our fall game, and I went out and I, I did pretty well, um, and I hit 92, and that was when I made the realization that, like, the hard work I was putting in in the fall was paying off, and I can do a lot more if I keep going, and that was that was kind of the point of realization right there. Yeah. So were there other freshmen that got got to play quite a bit this past season, or was it mostly just you? Um, Ty Batusic, our catcher, he started almost every game. Uh, yeah, almost every game. Um, Luke Sennard, he pitched a lot. Um, we had uh, a shortstop play a lot, Brody McKay. Uh, we, we played a lot of young guys this year. Um, some guy, a lot of freshmen got in. Um, like there wasn't like five or six freshmen that just never played. It was a lot of them. A lot of them were playing just to try to figure out the spots. Yeah. So you you brought up Luke Sennard there. So he's also an IU transfer. You you transfer. You officially committed to IU what like a week before he did. So did you, did your commitment kind of play a role in his? Did you kind of try to recruit him to IU? Well, you know he was uh, between some schools like I was, and when I got on campus, and I mean I knew it was a spot. Um, we talked a little bit. Uh, I told him how good Glant was uh, and Mercer. Um, and me personally, I didn't want to play anywhere else after I after I went on my Indiana visit. Um, after meeting Glant and Mercer and all the other coaches, it was – I mean, it was pretty much a wrap-up for me. Um, and I told, some, I told Sonard about it, and then he came on a visit and then said the same thing. Um, Took a few days and then committed. Yeah. Well, obviously, so Bloomington's a great place. I mean, for everyone who listens to this, I mean, they all know that I'm an IU student. So, I mean, Bloomington's a great place. IU is a great school. Mercer's doing a great job. I mean, we've got, what, three – there was three freshman All-Americans last year. I mean, they're – I mean, next year's team is going to be pretty good. So, I mean, I'm excited to see both of you guys um, go there. But let's dig into that transfer process a little bit. So, when you were going through your freshman year at WKU, when did you start to think, okay, maybe – maybe transfer might be my best interest and I might start looking at some other schools. Um, I was trying to just uh, not think about it too much during the season, especially I didn't want to 
didn't want to have it on my mind and think if I went out here and did bad, like I wouldn't be able to leave or something like that. Um, but it was really towards the end of the year. Um, coach resigned and we were losing a lot. Um, and by then I had, I kind of decided that it, it wasn't the place for me. Um, so I kind of knew by then, but it was, it was late season. Um, and it just felt like the right move to make. Okay. So when you did decide to go on and transfer, what's that process like? So obviously I'm not a college athlete, so I don't know what that's like to actually transfer. So what is like the type of paperwork you have to do? Who do you have to notify? What's that whole process like? So you have to tell your coaches. Uh, that's the first thing you have to do um, just so they're not blindsided. And then you have to email compliance uh, at the school or you can go talk to them directly, but they just, they weren't open by the time I was getting in. Um, you have to email them and then they, they're the ones that put you in the portal. Um, but you have to fill out one paper, uh, online. It's short. You just have to sign that you acknowledge that it's, a, it's about your scholarship, your past scholarship, that you acknowledge you're losing it. Um, and then you have to complete a module from a video recording on the portal. That way, you know, everything going into it. Okay. And that's it. All right. So once you officially entered that portal, when was it that team started reaching out to you? As soon as I as my name got in, it was like right right then. Uh, it just kind of started. Um, I got I got a text that I was in at like four forty, and I got a call at like four forty one. Okay. Um, so it was so just who really were, immediate. So who are some of those schools that started reaching out to you after your name was officially in that portal? Well, the really early ones were like uh, were junior colleges, um, but then uh, Cincinnati was, Indiana was, just a, a schools started hitting me up more on Twitter than over the phone uh, to see if I was interested, and then we would go from there. Um, Indiana reached out; that was probably my uh, most exciting one. When they reached out, I was pretty excited about it, uh, just because I liked the school before uh in high school and having the opportunity to come back was very exciting yeah so when indiana reached out was that coach mercer or was it glant um it was the recruiting coordinator sagerman yes okay so when you went on your visit was indiana the only visit you went on or was there other schools that you you decided to visit i visited miami ohio um and i had a visit lined up to cincinnati but I uh, decided to commit before. Okay. That. So what's – so what was the overall that just put Indiana on top? Because obviously Cincinnati's a good baseball school as well. Miami, Ohio, they, they produce some pretty good pitchers as well, got a good pitching development program. So overall, what was it that put Indiana on top for you? I mean, honestly, it was how well me and Glant connected. Um, when we got started talking, it was just – from right from the jump it was just talking about development um talking about how he uses his technology and uh comparing me not like directly to him but to Bremer um just to show how much growth Bremer made in a short amount of time when he transferred um and he was saying how much more time he had with me than he had with Bremer but that was kind of the just how much how much growth he made already um, and just how, how much I like talking to him about baseball was 
I mean, right then I knew he was a guy I wanted to play for. And then when I met yeah. him in person, it, it made it even even quicker of realization that this was the spot. Yeah. Glant's a cool guy. I mean, I talked to I talked to a lot of like younger guys who were in, like committed to IU for the class of 23, 24. And for all the pitchers that I talked to, they say Glant's like top notch. Like he takes them through like this huge presentation and his, his presentation by far, his pitch for IU is far more better than a lot of other schools that some of these younger guys are talking to. So I hear nothing but great things about him. Obviously Bremer was a good, um, good comparison. Um, Reese Sharp, a, a clo- the closer for IU. I mean, he does a great job with the pitching program there. Um, but has you, have you talked to Glenn at all about the outlook on the spring of 2023? Like, what do they, what do they see you as? What's, what are you competing for right now this fall? Um, I haven't really talked to him about like a specific spot. I haven't really asked, um, but I know that I'm coming in. I'm going to compete for innings. Uh, it's not like a come in and like you're on the back end of the list, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I know I'm competing for good time, but uh, just need to – obviously Indiana has a ton of good players um, to compete with, so just need to keep working on it. Yeah. So going to IU now, you're going to be facing guys from the SEC Big Ten almost every game now. But last year at WKU, you did get to face some good teams like Big Ten – ACC like teams like Illinois Louisville um so just one question I always like to ask some guys who are playing for like those mid-major colleges who are some good baseball programs but they're not always facing like SEC big power five all the time uh when you're on the mound against a team like that like can you tell the difference um in between hitters like talent wise when you're facing let's say I don't know Indiana State or Valpo compared to Louisville honestly so the teams in Conference USA were really – like Southern Miss was really good. Um, Law Tech was really good. So the the physicality and like just the on-field presence to them was kind of the same. Um, but Louisville had about four players that if it was a centimeter off the strike zone, they were not – like it didn't even phase them. Um, like it's just – it's the, the IQ they have of like the strike zone. Um, they're just really tough outs and two sw- two strikes. They're not swinging hard. They're like fouling off a good pitch and then crushing a mistake pitch. Yeah, um, that's the biggest thing I noticed. Yeah. So now that now that you are already committed to IU now for these uh, next couple of years, um, you're heading into this fall, going to be competing for some innings, and you've already gone through your freshman season. What are a couple of things that you're wanting to change for this upcoming season for 2023? Uh, just the mentality on the mound, uh, just mound presence, I think was big. Uh, it was kind of just, uh, like in the season was like a, Oh, these guys are division one now. Like you have to be perfect. And baseball's hard. Um, like, you don't always have to be perfect. It's hitting's harder. Um, but just kind of that mentality of knowing I can get guys out. Not that it was lacking, uh, big time, but just like the confidence and the mound presence. I think that's a big big change to make um, just in all, obviously the control, uh, just limiting the walks and just having the quality starts. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's dig in a little bit to just now you're in the summertime. You've already, you've already gone through that whole transfer process. So that's off your mind. Time to just start training, getting better. Um, so with this being your first, technically your first college uh, summer, are you playing summer ball at all? Or are you just focused on training at tread athletics? No, I'm just focusing on training right now. I uh, decided not to play summer ball. I'm going to try to play summer ball next year. Um, but just I thought this year was better just to get some training in. 
uh, try to get more physical and try to narrow down some some mechanical adjustments. Okay. So now that you're at, now that you're training at Tread Athletics, how did you get connected with them, and what are some things that they have you going through right now? So it was uh, late senior year of high school. Um, I had a few questions on my delivery, um, and I emailed Tread. I was with Driveline at the time, um, but wasn't wasn't too impressed, um, to be honest. But emailed Tread, and they sent me back an email um, with a long, detailed breakdown video. Um, and from like from the video, it was. I looked at my dad and I was like, we need to change, we need to switch. Um, he agreed and we switched and it's been ever since uh, I've been with, I've been with two coaches now at tread. Uh, one of my guys left uh, just to pursue a different career, but uh, my guy now I've been with for about four, about seven months probably. Um, and uh, I mean, I love it. I, I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't push anyone to go more. So now that you're in the off season, what are some things that you're trying to focus on? Just is it like mechanics, delivery, line? What exactly are you trying to work on now that it's the off season? I want to put on uh, about like ten pounds, um, and just work on work on mechanics. Uh, just getting like arm pass down, lower half, getting that all all fixed. Uh, not fixed, but just get it a little bit better, a little bit smoother. Um, and just try to get get everything a lot uh, very repeatable okay all right so what so talking about just overall your uh, pitching scouting report what's what are you throwing right now what's your pitching repertoire uh so i have a fastball change up and a slurve um and me and glant have talked a lot about getting the the getting the slurve a little bit more vertical um and then adding in a slider um that was honestly one of the pitches that got me one of the pitches that Glant made um, that got me the most interested in Indiana was just how detailed his plan was from when I got out um, and adding that slider, I think will be huge just for another, another uh, pitch movement. Yeah. So when you go about, so now that you want to add a slider and even in pitches that you've tried to add in the past, what is that process for you trying to add a new pitch to your repertoire? Are you just trying to mess with different uh, grips and play, while playing catch, or how exactly do you try and add a new pitch to your repertoire? Um, so when I try to do it, I get on the track man um, just so I can see the pitch profile, see how it's moving, and then I'll just try out different grips, um, see what feels best, see what moves the best. And the numbers are right there. So, I mean, it's kind of – it's easier to tell just from the eye. You could think one pitch moves – a lot better than the other, but the numbers are way different. Um, so I, the track man's a huge part when I do that. Yeah. So besides that slider, in the past, has there been any pitches that you've tried to add, but they just haven't worked out for you, so you kind of ditched them for a while? Uh, well, I tried to add an actual um, – and I was considering my slurve a slider before I saw the movement profile. Um, but just with my arm slot, I'm just going – more over the ball um, instead of around it. So I just need to need to work on that just a little bit. But Okay. Yeah. So you say you've got a slurve. So that's not a pitch that many people see very often. So what what exactly – how exactly does your slurve move? And how did you get – how did you add that to your repertoire? Because obviously I don't think there's a lot of coaches that are pushing a slurve, and that's not a thing many people throw. So how did you, you start uh, with the slurve? So my arm path is just – 
it's low. Uh, it's not like a not a sidearm, um, but it's not like a it's not like an over the top. Um, so it just kind of came naturally when I tried to throw a slider. Um, I just kind of moved like that, and it's more uh, it's more like left and it's more left and down. Um, but sometimes I'll throw one that's like a true curveball um, on accident. So that's that's just like the, the adjustment, just the repeatable stuff. Um, but yeah, it just kind of came naturally when I tried throwing a slider, um, and the movement was good, and it was getting it was getting good reactions from batters. So I didn't I didn't really change it. Yeah. So you said you have a fastball, a slurve, and then did you said changeup, right? Yes. Okay. So out of those three pitches, what would you consider your best? Fastball. Fastball for sure. Yeah. And you said you got up to 92 this past spring? I was up to 95. Oh, 95. Okay. And that was what, a three-mile-an-hour jump from your senior year of high school? Uh, that was a four-mile-an-hour jump. Okay. Heck, yeah. So what? So what's that – at WKU, what was that training like to – or was it through Tread Athletics or WKU that helped you get that four-mile-an-hour jump? Uh, I think a lot of it was through Tread uh, with my baseball training. Um I use Tread just as my over-the-phone pitching guy all the time uh, throughout the season. And then the strength coach at Western, um, me and him got along really good. I was asking him a lot of questions, and he would answer them uh, just so I would understand everything. And our our relationship, I think, helped a lot in the weight room just to be able to know, like not second-guess him, uh, but just know like what we're doing is really beneficial and just making it make sense, if that makes yeah. sense. So you said you were talking to Tread over the phone after games. So how when you're away from, is it what 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 city in North Carolina are they in? Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. So when you're away from Charlotte and you're playing, obviously at WKU this past year, now I'm going to be in Bloomington. How often do you call that guy at Tread? So he sends me a month plan, like a monthly plan that has a four week throwing routine every month, <laughs> um, and a weight training plan, and. I get one of those every month, um, and then I'll talk to him at least once a week, um, just how I'm feeling, how the routine's going, and all that stuff. Um, and then when I get on campus, obviously, like the weight training can't really happen with the strength coach. Um, so I'll tell him what we're doing. If and if he sees that we need to add anything, then I'll then I'll add it um, in my own time. But just kind of keeping him up to date with what's going on. And then we just bounce ideas off of each other. Yeah. So if you were a scout, one question I always like to ask everybody when they come on, just because I'm curious to what everybody says is if you were a scout watching your game, what would be your personal scouting report on yourself? So when you're on the mound, when you're interacting with teammates in the dugout overall, what would be your personal scouting report? Uh, very fastball dominant. Um, maybe sometimes too much, but uh, very fastball dominant, fastball heavy. Um, I really like my changeup. Um, I throw it a lot. I throw it. A, I throw it more than my slider. Probably my slurve, probably. Um, but and I think it has good good run to it. Uh, good downward depth too. Um, and then in the dugout, I mean, I'm not really like one of the guys that's just when I'm pitching, just don't talk to me and all that stuff. Um, I like to have fun. I I like to have fun on the field and. I'm not in the I'm not in the dugout when I'm pitching like cracking jokes or anything, but not the kind of guy that's uh, just in the corner and silent the whole time. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, of course. Um, so we talked about some teams that you've played us this your freshman year at WKU. But overall, who would you say would be the hardest hitter that you faced this season? Um, I think Cam Masterman, honestly, from Louisville. Um, I threw him a really well fastball outside. I had him – I think I had him like one-two. Uh, I had a good fastball outside that he fouled off. And then I threw him a fastball in, uh, like right at his shin. And he got inside of it and drilled it. Uh, to right field um, for a single, and and I was I was kind of just questioning on the mound how he was able to actually do that. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, he was a really tough at bat. Yeah. So let's let's dig in a little bit. So before we started recording, I told you that when I'm when I graduate from IU, I'm trying to become an agent. So usually when I get players on, I like to just dig into their advisor selection process, how advisors reached out, just like stuff like that. That way I can kind of get a feel on the player side of things. So let's dig in, dig into it a little bit. Um, you you do have like a guy that who you can kind of consider your advisor now. Um, so when was it that advisors started reaching out to you? Um, it was this last season. Uh, so my freshman year of college, it was that's when guys started reaching out. Um, I got connected. Um, I got connected while I was training uh, to one guy. Um, Brian Fauci, um, me and him have been really close this whole process. Uh, I mean, I'm, I consider him one of the really good friends. Um, and I just, I know I can count on him for any advice and all that stuff. And then I got connected to another guy, um, from Wasserman. Um, was it Sam? Yes. Yeah. Sam. He, uh, I'm connected to him through the gym that I go to back home. Um, the Slugger Science Center, um, the owner of – I mean, one of the lead guys in that uh, knows Sam really well, and I got connected to him. Okay. So was there other – besides Sam and Ryan, was there other guys that reached out to you at all? Uh, there was a few on Twitter, um, but I knew that it was really just – I like those guys, those two guys. Um, I just like what they were saying, and I didn't really want to talk to other agents, to be honest, yeah. at that time. Yeah. So least. when – when people, when advisors reach out through Twitter, what exactly are they saying? Because I know there's some there's some advisors that do reach out through Twitter, and that's how they connect with a lot of players. But then some advisors are like completely against it. So the advisors that did, like, what exactly were they saying? How did they introduce themselves? Oh, uh, they just said like where they were, uh, where their business was, and uh, just like might say the players that they have, um, and just talk about, just ask me a few questions. Um, about how the season's going and all that stuff, uh, but nothing, nothing like too, too in depth or anything like that. Just keeping it kind of simple. Yeah. So when you when you got introduced to Ryan and Sam, like was that in person or was that over the phone? When exactly did they? How how exactly did they start talking to you? Uh, Sam was over the phone and Ryan was in person. It was at a place in Lexington uh, called Pitching Performance Lab. Um, I was there in the winter, and. Me and Ryan had talked a few times before that, but that was actually like the first true time that we had talked was in person. Okay. So when they're, when they're talking to you, what exactly are they talking about? Um, because you're still – is it one or two years away from the draft? Are you going to be sophomore eligible next year? Or I will not. Come? No. You're I'll not? Be, uh, I'll be 2024. Okay. Draft. So for you being still two years away from the draft, what, like, what, are, they try, like, are, what are they trying to educate you on uh, with you still being two years away? 
Well, right now it was uh, just educating on the portal and schools to consider, schools to look at, um, and all that stuff. I mean, they were giving me a lot of good ideas, a lot of people to talk to, um, and it was a huge help. Uh, made it a lot less stressful. Um, that was really what they were talking about right then. Uh, and early when the, early when I got started talking to them, they were just kind of filling me in on how the draft works. Um, how they talk to teams for me and all that stuff, just what they would do uh, when the time comes. Okay. And with Ryan being at Dynamic, Dynamic is in Kentucky, isn't it? Uh, it's based out of Vegas, but they do have a few guys in Kentucky. Okay, because uh, Cole Barr, who plays for the Mariners, was an IU grad. Um, I remember him telling me that they had, like, some type of training facility in Kentucky somewhere. Yeah, Pitching Performance Lab. Okay. Oh, Pitching – okay, that's what it's called? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to go give that. I mean, after after we get off the phone call, I'm gonna have to go give them a give them a follow. Go check them out. But I uh, just got a couple more questions for you, man. Uh, just so we've talked about baseball for now a little over a half hour, so let's dig into some stuff beyond the baseball field. So when you're not playing baseball, what would you consider some of your passions? Uh, I like to golf. Uh, I'm not good at it, uh, but I mean, I just I got into it over COVID, uh, just because it was the only thing open and the only thing to do, and I mean, I like it. I don't. Uh, again, I'm not good at it, uh, but I just like going out there, um, bring a few teammates or get my dad out there or something like that and just play. Yeah. You like to bowl as well? Because I think Mason was saying you might be the, the worst – I think he said the worst bowler in the state of Kentucky or something like that. That's funny because I beat him every single time we played. But uh, we went out to a bowling alley I think like three times um, when me and Mason and some of the guys would hang out. All we would really do was just like watch baseball um, in his in his apartment. Um, and one day, um, one of the guys was just, just complaining that we never go do anything. So we went bowling. Um, and I think from there we went like four more times until the season was over. Um, but yeah, I, I whooped Mason every single time. Okay. All right. I think I think that. So don't take my word for it. I may have to go back and listen to yesterday's uh, phone call with him. But I think that's what he said. I think he was saying because I I brought I brought you up. I was like, hey, I'm interviewing Cooper tomorrow. You got anything I should tell him? He was like, tell him that he's the worst bowler in the state of Kentucky. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. Mason's not good. Don't listen to that. Okay. All right. Um. But um. So you're from? Is it Goshen, Kentucky? Yes. Okay. So what type of what type of hometown is that? I I kind of like digging into like just a small like hometowns of all these different. All you uh, all ball players. So is Goshen like is that a smaller town or is that kind of like a suburb of a either Louisville, Lexington, or a bigger town in Kentucky? It's a smaller town, um, but it's still like a suburb of Louisville. I'm 20 minutes away from downtown, um, but it's just a smaller town. Uh, my high school, I think, has a thousand people in it. Uh, so obviously, it's not too small, but compared to the schools around me, uh, the high schools around me, it's a lot smaller. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like uh, everyone in my high school knows everyone in my high school. Um, there's not like people that I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's not like a huge, not a huge town, but it's also not like a very small town, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, what direction from Louisville is that? Like, is it towards Illinois, Ohio, or how far? Like, what? How far is that from Indiana? Um, I so with the new bridge, it would be like, it would be like ten minutes or five minutes um, if the new bridge wasn't a tunnel. But since it is, I have to do like a whole loop. So it's like 20 minutes. 
Ooh, man, that sucks. So how far how far is Goshen from Jeffersonville? Because I, I interviewed a guy um, who Jeffersonville senior who's going to Louisville and probably going to get drafted this year. So do you guys play Jeffersonville at all? We played Jeffersonville for the first time last year, uh, but we didn't play him this year, I don't think. Okay, so did you ever face a guy called Cor- uh, named Corbin Dickerson? Does that ring yes. a bell? Yeah, he, go- he goes to Trinity High School. Oh, is it Trinity? Okay. Yeah. I it's I I knew it was I knew it was uh, I thought it was Jefferson. He must be from Jeffersonville, I think. Yeah, he it's, is. It's something like that. So, did you get to face him on the mound? I think I faced him when he was a freshman and I was a sophomore, but I could okay. be wrong. I don't really know. Okay. Well, that that's that's too that's too long ago to ask you any questions about that. I was just curious. But uh, let's just two more questions for you. So, obviously, with me trying to be an agent when I'm when I'm older. I'm really big in just the new NIL space that came out July 1st, 2021. So I, I like talking to some guys at IU's campus about it. Um, so when you were at WKU, did WKU educate you on the NIL process at all? Or was it kind of just, uh, hey, you guys can make money now on your name, image, and likeness, and it's whatever? Uh, that was – honestly, it was kind of like that, uh, but it was – like giving us rules uh, that way we didn't lose our eligibility. So it was kind of filling us in on like what was illegal. Um, But from then it was like, all right, you guys can go make your own money, but we're not like they, they wouldn't, their, their rules was they couldn't help us do it. Um, But it was just kind of telling us what was illegal and what was not. Yeah. So have you had any NIL deals at all yet? Or have you had any companies reach out to you? Um, I just got one with Mark Pro, the stem, uh, the stem machine, um, for baseball. Uh, but I mean, honestly, it was just kind of like DMing people for free clothes. Uh, that's that's okay. what my teammates did. Okay. Um. Well, just a little heads up now. Now that you're an IU athlete, though, IU's pretty solid at just educating athletes and helping them get some stuff. Like just helping them overall. Um. One thing you might want to look into. I can probably send you a link after the after the phone call. Um, they, they, they now have a partnership with a company called Campus Inc. to where all their athletes are able to sign up to sell licensed NCAA merchandise. Awesome. So, I mean, it's a, it's a little, little platform for you guys to make a little bit of money. After, after the phone call, I'll send you a link. Um, it's pretty cool what they're doing. Um, they're like, obviously, when you go to, like, let's say Wrigley Field, you see players' names, players' jerseys on the wall. That's kind of similar, but just for NCAA. So it's kind of cool that they, they Mark Cuban connected them a couple of weeks ago and Mark Cuban's talked about it a lot. So that's a whole new space for him. And like I said, I'll just send it to you after, after the phone call. Awesome. Uh, but besides, Oh, one last question. So if you could endorse any brand in the, in the nation, what would that be and why? Oh, that's a tough one. Honestly, I don't know. I think, I feel like it would be a glove company just cause I like, like it's always like a Christmas morning feeling when you get a new glove. Yeah. Um, I've always been with Wilson. Like I've always been using Wilson growing up. Uh, but Western was Rawlings and now next year, Indiana's my, I just ordered my glove. It's going to be Rawlings. Um, but yeah, I, I think it would just be one of them just so I okay. can get a lot of custom gloves. Yeah. I mean, there's no, yeah. I mean, that's, that's always a good option. Um, it, one thing, I mean, it's cool that a lot of colleges have glove contracts. Obviously, Rawlings is my favorite back when I was playing ball in high school. But it's it's cool seeing some of these smaller glove companies try to make a name in the world. And it's that's the one thing that kind of sucks with colleges having um, kind of contracts with teams, with companies like Rawlings and Wilson, because those smaller glove companies can't 
get any NIL deals or stuff like that with some college athletes. But yeah, it's it, that's I mean, Rollins is a good option. But um, besides that, Cooper, man, um, that's all I got for you. Um, really appreciate you coming on the show. I'll definitely going to be I'll be at all the games next spring. I'm a, I'm a big baseball guy, obviously, if you can't tell. Um, so just good luck. Good luck this fall and co- competing for a spot. Good luck next spring. And I'll be looking forward to watching the rest of your career. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Of course. All right, man. Uh, have a great day. Have fun on vacation. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. And that's going to do it for another episode and another weekend of the JKR podcast. Really like to thank Cooper for coming on the show today. Just a great weekend of some baseball content. Mason and Cooper, some great guests, had some great genuine conversations with those guys. But make sure to check out next week as we have our 2025 spotlight. We're bringing in three of the top players in the 2025 class. As we got Mississippi State commit, I believe he's number four in his class, Noah Franco. We got Arkansas commit, Landon Schaefer. And then we've got South Carolina commit, Cannon Golden. All three of these guys in the top 12, according to PBR, for their class. So hopefully we're looking at some future first-rounders here in a couple years. Um, Some great content there, um, some great conversations. Um, got to interview these guys in between games at some of their tournaments. So really excited for that. Hope you guys get to enjoy it next week. Um, but for any more updates on the podcast, make sure to give our website and our social media a follow. Our website, it's going to be www.jkrpodcast.com. And then for our social media, it's going to be Instagram and Twitter at JKR underscore podcast. So go, go give those a look. Go check those out. Get some more updates on the podcast. And I'll catch you guys next week for that 2025 Spotlight.